a lot of people have a lot of tough lineup decisions. I don't mean the usual start sit kind of stuff, like where you get, hey, should I start uh, Jahan Dotson or you know or Romeo Dobbs? Like not that stuff, Chris. And by the way, do you still get a lot of those type of questions, or have you now smacked people enough in the mouth where they know if they ask you, you're you're gonna you're gonna screw with them? Uh, almost nobody asked me that anymore. I do have one show. I do. I may quit it after this year, this Iowa show, which is the first radio show I ever did. And they asked me to start quit sit questions and I'm a good sport about it because they put me on the radio in 2001 or 2002. And I was totally nervous. It was a small Iowa station, Cedar Rapids. And I love those guys. Cause I've been doing it for 20 years. I've done it from, you know, all over the world. I was in Mexico city. I was like on my cell phone. I did it in, you know, France. I did it in Spain. I've done it in Vegas. I've done it everywhere. So those I still do. Almost nobody does. Sometimes people DM me, uh, start sick questions, and I ignore. I just don't even answer them. Rude. So pretty much I'm out of that. I've graduated from that uh, menial labor. Yeah. yeah. Entry level. Entry level work. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't let those guys in Cedar Rapids down, man. I mean, that's like those are the guys that, that believed in you when nobody did. So they put yeah. me on the air, and I was nervous, and it was my first experience like doing radio, live radio. And they're nice guys, and they just – you know, like I've been like so hungover in Vegas and forgetting about the show. And also my phone rings. I'm like, oh, shit, I got the Iowa segment. But those guys are just cool. New York, L.A., San Francisco. I mean, I've literally been everywhere yeah. in the world yeah, don't. doing that show. But I'm going to get rid of it after this year, I think, because it's an appointment. Um, it's an appointment. It's an appointment that I want. But they're really cool guys. And at th that was the only one I really kept. So what day of the week is it and what time? It's Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. Pacific when I was in LA, which is okay, 930 so, here, so probably 330 central, 430 Eastern. Yeah. So then what time is that in Lisbon? It's 930 at night. Okay. So you're winding down, you're chilling. Now it's so I forget about it sometimes. And you know, and I'm, I'm just not as on the lineup stuff as I was. That's part of it is like, it doesn't matter though. It doesn't, that part no, they just matter. want an answer. I know, but I, I feel like I have integrity. Like I don't like to give people, they'll be like, this guy, this guy, like, this guy, but I'll be like, you know, and I'll be like, I think he might be hurt, but check on his status, you know, I don't know. It's not really very good that they're relying yeah. on it. I mean, you it, shouldn't rely on other people anyway, but yeah, admittedly, uh, sometimes uh, I'm forced to do a little start sit action for sports. I'm not as familiar with, and you know, I, I kind of kick it back to them and the question, well, what did you, what was your first inkling? What did you that's think? Smart. That's good. Sometimes yeah. I flip a coin, go with your gut. You know, that's good. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's, <laughs> that's funny. I, uh, I, all right. Well, anyway, so starts at decisions. The reason I wanted to bring it up today is because, man, your guy, Tommy DeVito, right? Are you buying into this stuff with the hand gesture? Or I really paid attention because I only saw that the replay of the game, the five-minute yeah. highlights, and I yeah. saw his agent on the sidelines. Which, but, uh, by the way, real man right there, the agent, or is that too shtickla for you with the, with the, with the lucky Luciano? I don't know. I mean, I, it's fine. You know, you may as well play it up, have fun with it. I mean, right. there's nothing wrong with it. Um, for him, because this could be any moments that, like, at least he's going to now get the, uh, Jersey Toyota dealership thing. Come see uh, Tommy yeah. DeVito, right? Like that. He needs those. those I mean, games. he, he would have got that anyway because he's but the Giants' starting quarterback right now, you know, and he's Italian guy from Jersey. But I meant a and, year or two from now. He'll still get uh, those. Probably because everyone knows who he is. You know, he's like Jeremy Lin, although Jeremy Lin was better than Tommy DeVito. But Tommy DeVito's on a, on a three game winning streak. The Giants, by the way, are not out of the playoff hunt. I mean, if they win out, they'll make the playoffs for sure. They're not going to win out, probably. But Dable, you know, as coach, that team was the worst team in the league. They were the 32nd best team in the league, I can tell you, uh, at their nadir. And they all of a sudden started, you know, blocking a little bit. You know, uh, DeVito's not making any mistakes. Defense is playing well. It's, it's really uh, kind of a fun turnaround. 
the the problem with coach of the year stuff is that usually, and this is not always, just usually it's the the coach last year that had a low win total and then they jumped to a higher win total, which might be the same reason that like Mike McCarthy won't be able to get it. Yeah, I mean Mike McCarthy, I I don't buy him at all. I, I would say I mean he's a terrible better. coach. <laughs> I mean, look. There are some teams that are going to be worse last year and better this year, right? It's not always the coach, especially if like the personnel is pretty much the same. And it's like they didn't really change anything. It's just like it clicked a little more. Um, I would say that uh, I've got to think of who the coach of the year would be. I would well, say actually uh, John Harbaugh because the Ravens to me aren't that good personnel wise. And they are the best record in the AFC. So I would say Harbaugh would be on my short list. Um, well, Shanahan's done a good job, obviously. Harbaugh is, Harbaugh is he's down on the list here, so you could probably get pretty good. Oh, plus 2200 right now. Ooh, I mean, the problem is like these are subjective, you know, you want to bet things like Super Bowl because those are objective uh cri criteria, yeah. Whereas like coach of the year is a bunch of idiot who votes for it, the writers, these like moron, yeah, super woke uh writers who are going to give Demar Hamlin comeback player of the year, even though he hasn't played a snap because Pfizer's sponsoring them. I mean, it's like. To, to me, like the, the voting stuff is kind of tough. I mean, it, it's good if MVP is good because MVP, there's like only a couple things that could be based on. So you, you know that like, even though it's a voting award, somebody could be too low because they, they may get in the, you know, they may end up meeting the, the requirements of MVP. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Tyreek Hill's probably interesting now that he got hurt. You know, if Miami doesn't get the one seed, um, which they might've before, uh, now, you know, they should have beat Tennessee and they, if they don't get the one seed, it's going to be harder for a Tyree kill to win it. Yeah. Our guy, Anthony, he had the same thought I did. His odds are a little bit stronger than the ones I'm seeing. I like Sean Payton possibly. He said Sean Payton was at 1500. I see him at 1200. That was my favorite, you know, medium shot bet because, you know, coming out of nowhere, they were dead the first five seasons. They, the, the Titanic was sinking and all of a sudden everybody ends up in a life raft, right? Yeah, no, I think Peyton deserves credit for not falling apart. Everyone's killing Russell Wilson and Peyton, and I was. I said, look, they look what they traded to get Peyton and Wilson. This is just, oh, they just need a quarterback. Oh, they just need a coach. Oh, wait, now they have both, and they're one in five and have no draft picks for the next two years. Yeah. Um, but uh, And huge salary cap problems. They owe money to, what's his name, that former coach that was horrible. Um, uh, on but, Denver? Not Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah, Hackett. They owe yeah. money to Hackett for like four more years, too. But and not like it counts against the cap, but it's just such a waste of money. Um, but he's done a great job turning them around. Um, give it to Belichick for uh, getting an excuse to get out of town uh, under the under the circumstances. So what do you think about the story this week that um, one of the reporters there said that it's like a foregone conclusion that even after they came back from Germany, that Bill Belichick was gone. It seems kind of obvious, but to hear it reported in the mainstream that Belichick is definitely gone. That it's a little surprising to me. Yeah, I I'm a little surprised that he's gone. I maybe he wanted out. You know, like I don't know because it, it just seems like it's just a, a disaster there. Like there's just nobody good on the team. Maybe he wanted GM control or something still, and they were like, "Look, you gotta cede some of these duties, otherwise we gotta let you go." He's probably like, "No, I don't want to work for. I don't want to have." A, he might have just decided like, "I don't want some midwit." you know, stats guy telling me who I have to draft. And so if that's the requirement, I'm leaving. Maybe it's something like that. But he's been a horrible GM himself. And, you know, just things like, why do you... Uh, look, I can I can get behind uh, out-of-the-box picks and all of that. But it's like, okay, Nikhil Harry, that was a terrible pick. 
But that was um, he was the consensus number one wide receiver that year. Right, exactly. Yeah. Things don't pan out. But trading the two for Sanu was really yeah, uh, you're stuck mal- malpractice, malpractice because yep. Sanu, I mean, there was no way. There was just nothing to that. And that was like, you know, cognitive decline or something like that, you know. And then, yeah, some of the, the staffing choices with Matt Patricia, um, you know, you go back to uh, the signing, overpaying, quote, two tight ends in – in, in free agency, right? Remember Janu Smith and Hunter Henry? Well, and, right and drafting those two random tight ends who never even like made it. Remember he drafted right. two tight ends like a couple of years later. Yeah. I mean, when you get Gronk and you get such a killer tight end also <laughs> with Hernandez, I know you want to replicate that, right? Like you got, you got two historic tight ends, right? Like one guy's murdering people. One guy's the greatest of all time. You're going to go back to that. Well, um, if you can, I, so I don't, I can't really, uh, I can't really fault him for that. That'll never get old to me. I love no, that one. No, no, but the uh, but by the way, the how many third round picks really work out anyway, or for whatever they were drafted, those two other tight ends. So I don't fault them too much. But yeah, you're right now, mean, but but all together, these things all do add up. Right. It's like any one thing, right? Nikhil Harry, Sony Michelle, like whatever. Nick Chubb went right after Michelle. Like each one is like I could have worked out. You know, if he had taken Chubb, everyone would be saying, "Oh, what a great pick." And if he had taken AJ Brown, they said, "Oh, what a great pick." Um, but you are accountable for who you take. You know, I mean, like it, it like results matter. It's it just like, a, it just reality matters. It's not like what could have been or what probably might've been, or it's just, you have horrible results since Brady left on the field. You made a lot of horrible picks and maybe it's just variance and you'll go somewhere else and win three more Super Bowls. But, um, you know, coaches get old too. Yeah. I could, I mean, the obvious one that people are now talking about, I think we mentioned it on this podcast, you know, a couple months ago, but to the Chargers, Brandon Staley gone. Uh, he's got the franchise quarterback there right now. Uh, the job is a little, you know, I mean, it's it's not the major team in the market. So I could see Belichick going out there. I could. I, I don't love the Chargers. Maybe it's just Staley is so, such a nutless spreadsheet uh, dork that he that he can't, you know, do anything. But I don't know the Chargers. You know the way they moved out of San Diego, the scumminess of the ownership. I it just seems like a I, that's not the place I would go. I guess it would be like you know Theo Epstein going to the Cubs and winning a World Series. Like you want to go to the place that's never had any success. But um, but there are expectations there because of Herbert, you know, because of Bosa and Mac, and. I don't know, but I guess he's too old for like a total rebuild. And he obviously can't no way. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no way. He needs to go to somewhere that has a, a top 10 quarterback. Right. And that's the one that also has a coach that's obviously leaving. He can't go to like Washington. Right. I mean, it's like, I mean, look, you know, obviously to- Belichick, if he has the greatest quarterback of all time, he does fine. So if he just finds the place where there's the greatest quarterback of all time, I'm sure he'll win more Super Bowls. Yeah, but it's not about – I don't even think it's about Super Bowls. He has enough Super Bowls. He wants that uh, Don Shula record. He needs about 10 wins a season. I mean, is that to me? That's like so. First of all, it's bullshit because Shula was like, what are they, twelve and fourteen game seasons back then, right? Well, whatever like, it is, it's they the got LeBron. a seventeen a seventeen game season. Like, I mean, you can't compare him to Shula wins wise. I mean, he's better coach than Shula anyway, uh, but you can't compare the wins and a seat. You know, it's like it's just like it's total wins though. It doesn't matter how many seasons. Well, it was. Co- it's total- well of course it does because like if you get seventeen a season, let's say there were fifty games in a season. Uh, you know, that record would get broken in like, you know, five years. You know, I mean, it's just like you, you can't compare seven, you know, all these yardage records. That 17 game season just pisses me off. Oh, Tyreek Hill's going to break the yardage record. Great. In 17 games. You know, it's like you got to prorate everything now. And who wants to prorate stuff? Who wants to say, well, the per game record is this, but the overall record is that. 
That sucks. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to have two sets of records. Why would you make it 17 games? It's just like it ruins the whole history well, of it. You know why. <laughs> yeah, for more money. But I mean, it just ruins the whole thing. Now you can't even compare. It's like if you have a, a store, right? And the store is doing well. You're going to put more items in the store to sell more items, right? Different uh, objects and different stuff. happens all the time with restaurants. It's like, yeah, this restaurant's doing well. Let's open three more branches. Then it kind of gets watered down. Then like it gets, you know, it's just coasting on brand. Then shit, people still go. The tourists go. The locals don't go anymore. Happens all the time. Yeah, it, it's great in the short term. In the long term, you know, it becomes unwieldy. Now, I, I still think, contra Tom Brady, that the product is pretty good. You know, I still think it's a good product. Obviously, the ref show has to figure out something. I want to talk about Mahomes in a second. Yeah. But um, but I still think football is a good product. Like, I'm still into it every week. Oh, yeah. And so they haven't destroyed it yet. But they can't. It's almost indestructible. It's almost indestructible. I mean, you know, sometimes when the refs are deciding games a lot, I start to be like, I don't give a shit about this anymore. Right. Right, let's get like, into it. Let's yeah. get into it because I have, you know me, I, I, I officiate basketball on a very low level on high school basketball. So I have definite opinions about this, but first, all right. And th- you know what? Maybe we should hold it. I'm trying to think. No, nah, we're okay. We're here. All right. Mahomes, everyone pearl clutching that about the, uh, it was an obvious offsides, right? right. And they throw a flag on a play that didn't affect the play, but you get people saying, hey, it was an obvious offsides, which I could see both sides of it, Chris Liss. Where do you fall on the obvious offsides in the Chiefs game, which probably did decide it at some point? So the, the strongest take I have on this is those people clutching Pearl saying he was the face of the NFL, but now he's ruined himself. He's disgraced himself. Fuck off. You know, just stop being such a pussy. You know what I mean? Like, that's nothing. He just said to Josh Allen, oh, that was the worst call ever. That is not. Like, stop getting offended over nothing. It is nothing. He was pissed. I, of course he's you, pissed. Yeah. Can I ask you, what's the Venn diagram look like with the people that were offended that Mahomes is no longer the face of the NFL and people with the... Carissa you know, Thompson? Oh, okay. I was, uh, yeah, I was going to... Okay. Uh, that, yes. And then the Aaron Rodgers is a bad teammate because he won't uh, force medicine into him. Right. Okay. That's a, there's, a, there's a lot of overlap. <laughs> but also Carissa... Th- oh, my God. She made up that he said, we got to tackle better and, and avoid the turnovers when that's exactly what the coach would have said or less. And nobody cared. The coaches never called her out. She was the one that admitted the viewers were never the wiser because when they really get the real quote from the coach, it's just the same as the one she was making up. Nobody cared. And there's people clutching pearls. That's an insult to journalism. It's journalism. Oh, my God. The journalist, the same journalist that lied about everything and told you were a conspiracy theorist for thinking that COVID came from a lab. Oh, journalism, the sacredness of journalism. Those guys who lied to you about Russia. Oh, my God. Russia's controlling Trump like a puppet. You know, those same people are worried about journalism all of a sudden because Carissa Thompson is making up bullshit at halftime. I mean, these nutless monkeys, right? They're, they're, that's the Venn diagram with, oh, my God, Mahomes was the face of the game and I, all Mahomes did was that was a cheap ass call. He was pissed. Of course he's pissed. Now that's my strongest take is whoever's saying that it's just embarrassing, dude. Like I understand you could say th- their basic argument is rules are rules, rules are rules, man. You can't get mad. Rules are rules. Some rules are stupid. Okay, like some rules well, are stupid. But le- okay, can I, so, can I just jump in there? Yeah, it's it to me. It's driving five miles an hour over the speed limit. Would right. you be? Would you be? Pissed rules are rules. Were- Right. Get a ticket. Get a ticket. Oh, no. You know, you did this, you know, and, and it's like, okay, but they're like, is there no, you know, obviously you need speed limits if you drive through, you know, 50 miles. Okay, fine. If you get the ticket, fine. Okay. Like it's bullshit, but you, you know, you get it. You did the crime. You did, did the time. But, you know, the same thing, like, I'm not like saying it's so egregious that they would throw the flag. Okay. Because he was obviously offsides. There's no question about that. Right. 
Okay. And that offsides does matter generally, right? Like it is like certainly when the defense jumps and has a, a, a step on the offensive lineman before the play that affects the play. And so clearly offsides is a valid, it's not a pointless penalty. I hate the like out of bounds, personal fouls assessed on the field. I think those should be, you know, fines for people execute the guy tomorrow, you know, in the public square. I don't really care. Well, there but has don't to make... be, there has to be like team pressure too. Also, it has to be game consequence. Uh, then get kick the guy out, whatever. But the point is, affecting a play when the ref can throw the flag and be like, oh, you breathed on the quarterback. Know. You know, to to me that ruins the whole game because because they could get a third down stop or a fourth down stop, and then you push the quarterback and he falls a little hard, and it's like, okay, we're going to change the outcome of the game now with the flag. So those things are really really bad. The ones that don't affect the play, it's after the play. Um, but you know, obviously offsides. Typically, there's a point to having offsides be a on the field actionable penalty because it gives an advantage. This yeah. one, there was absolutely no advantage. So it's a bullshit call. Should they have made it? I mean, you can argue both ways. Well, I'm not really, I'm not strong on this. I think, you know, you, you call it to the letter of the law. I can't fault the ref for calling to the letter of the law doing his job. My point is that we know it didn't affect the play. So Mahomes, having had that beautiful, amazing play they designed taken away that it might not have won the game because Josh Allen still had the ball at the minute left, but you know, it, obviously lost the game and they didn't get it. You know, that taking that play away, Mahomes naturally, like any other human being, like me, I had the Chiefs in my picking pool, would be pissed, right? Like, that's bullshit. So he just said it. And the people getting angry that he was, you know, angry about that situation are ridiculous people. They're ridiculous. Of course you're angry. Of course it's a bullshit call. I'm not that strong on whether they should have made the call. It, it was you a want, foul. Can you I know, give you my what? expertise here? My expertise, Go ahead. And I'm making a joke that it's expertise. Right, right. But in basketball at high school. That's where my referee brain is. Okay. So calibrate it for that is that there's something called preventative officiating, right? Where a guy st standing there in the three second lane and we say, number 54, get out because right. it's, a, it's a game I don't want to have to call this on you. It's like the parking guy being like, if you catch him before he gives you the ticket, he's like, don't park there without blah, blah, right. blah. You're not. Right. Yeah. Now, because three seconds in itself is, is a non, it, it doesn't create an advantage. So right. now if number 54 is sitting in the lane camp there for five seconds and he doesn't get out any catches the ball to make a move. Now I'm going to hit the whistle and call three seconds because right. it became an advantage. So right. there was no advantage. Uh, number 19, Kadarius Tony, back off, back off the line, back off yeah. the line, play right. gets snapped you hold your whistle because there's no, you don't, you don't want well, to, what if the ref, all right. Cause ref threw the flag. He should have said, Hey, you're, you're, you're in the neutral zone. Get out. Right. You know, and, he, and, and, he doesn't. and, and he listen. And even if he didn't listen though, cause it's again, don't hold it's your flag. Okay. Cause there's no right. advantage. There's no right. Advantage. And just say, Hey, when he comes back, I'm not going to warn you again. You were in the neutral zone last play. Just so you know, just, you know, I got to do the job here. Basically, we basically all I've, got, I've got to enforce offsides cause it's a rule. But I'm not going to force offsides on the offensive wide receiver where it's one step where he's getting no advantage from it. But I, but if you defy that and make it look bad, I'm going to have to do it. You've been warned. So, yeah. You've been warned. Now you've yeah. been told. And now yeah. you're not interrupting the player, inserting yourself in the game. Now, I work with referees all the time that letter of the law, this is what the rules say. So I always my um, pushback is that the rule book is a guide, not a Bible. Right. Okay. It's meant to, it's called spirit of the game. Right. The philosophy. Not letter, not letter of the law, spirit of the law. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. But let's say, so I always hated this Peyton Manning, right? There'd be the 12th guy running off the field on defense. He snapped the ball, 12 men on the field, five yard penalty. And the announcers would be like licking his scrotum being like, oh, Peyton Manning. He's such an amazing quarterback. He saw that that guy's foot was on the field and he snapped the ball to get the penalty. It's like, 
the dude has literally got his foot on the field as he's running out. That has zero effect. Do not call 12 men on the field. So why would you warn a guy in the line and yet call that? That seems to be like one where you don't throw the flag. And they could argue that the, the uh, offense could be like, there was 12 men in the field. And he'd be like, fuck off. So, that so here's, not, yeah. here's the pushback to that is that Peyton Man at the time, the argument was Peyton Manning would do something to confuse the personnel to create 12 men on the field. And then when they realized it, the guy right? would sprint off too late. Sprint off too late. So it was the referees had meetings about that. There would be actual meetings and they would they would talk about these nuances like, hey, warn a guy in the line or, hey, listen, if 12 guys come on the field, they have to know their personnel. That's part of this strategy. So that is an untalked about part of the 12 man on the field flag thing. Yeah, I, I could see it. But I mean, like literally, it's it's, that, an, it's that's the kind cheap. of stuff. Yeah, it's I mean, it, it's like there's to me, I, if the guy's blatantly on the field, right, if he's like literally like, you know, 10 yards away from the sideline, you know, or like they should or, have changed the rule to if the guy is per, is in pursuit of leaving the field and not involved in the play, don't throw the flag. Right. That's what they, exactly, that's what the exactly. new one should have been. And but the, but the ref should have also seen the spirit of that and basically done enforce it that way without it being the letter. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, fine lines here. Right. But my, again, my biggest point is just sort of like, stop reacting like with this, like he's classless Patrick Mahomes. I'm not a big Mahomes fan. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I think he's a great player, but I'm not like, you know, think he's the coolest guy or whatever. I think he's kind of a dork. But the point is that like, this like jumping on these people for nothing, it's nothing, you know? And it's also like, um, I, t- I mentioned this before, Russell Wilson, they're like, he's such a selfish blah, blah, blah. They were just so on him when he was, you know, when he wasn't earning the contract, I, I just don't get it. Like I, I don't, I understand if the guy pulls an Aaron Hernandez that, you, you know, that he could be your hero, but I, I short of stuff like that, like just, I, I don't get like with this, like social media, Carissa Thompson is she's so horrible. Like, come on. Like just, I, it's I just like, you would call it outrage porn. It's like manufactured outrage, though. It's like, yeah. well, porn it, is manufactured. These guys are such losers. They're such losers. The things happening in society that are serious, that are really causing yeah, real damage. They don't say a word. All these sports guys, these loser fake journalists. And then, like, a player does some stupid thing, like he says to Josh Allen, oh, that was a cheap ass call. Or Carissa Thompson says something, and they're like tweeting about it and going crazy about it. I mean, they're they're just such cowards. They never stand up to anything real. Nothing, nothing in society where they ever speak the truth for something real. And then stuff like this happens, and you see them, you know, getting on their soapbox. I mean, it's truly embarrassing. Like, I mean, I'm truly, it's it's an embarrassing state of affairs for humanity. Well, you have said this before on when you used to do the SiriusXM radio show. I'll never forget it, and you've said it on all your podcasts is that people basically only do what they're incentivized to do. And if they're incentivized to keep their corporate job, which means keeping a nice life and a nice house to outrage, you know, and that uh, what's her name? Mina Kimes with when she was yelling at Aaron Rodgers for being right. a bad teammate. She was slandering she, him. She's not just a right. bad teammate. So that She's like ele- selfish. Right. And that elevates you know, her with her peers. Yeah. Right. So if, if the if if um, saying, oh, he's a good that he stood out and didn't uh, succumb to whatever pressures was the incentive, then she would have done that. So this is, you know, you're talking about the non-principled people who are blowing the wind, whatever. You know, these are the same people that, you know, you've talked about the extreme, maybe would have had a different political view in 1939 Germany. You know what I'm saying? I know. I mean, it's it's the people that go along, you know, and it's like the same people that were like, we need to put these people in camps because they didn't take this medicine that Pfizer commanded them to take. Um, are the same people that would have put other people in camps or discriminated against other people in different situations, whoever they were incentivized. And of course, the authorities who who are discriminated against uh, a disfavored class of people are always going to put pressure. 
and those in, and create incentives for you to do that. So you do what they're supposed to do. And you're like, how were people so horrible back then in the 50s and 60s? How, how did they do that? And you're like, you're talking about could, racial discrimination, racial discrimination thing, you know, um, Nazi homophobia. Germany. I mean, this stuff happened time, homophobia, time immemorial. There's always been classes of people that the majority would be mean to, you know, and discriminate against and harm. And, and they would have the blessing of the authorities right now. Two years ago it was the people who refused to take the chemicals, right? Those are the people you had the blessing to be like, I hope they don't get medical treatment. You should put them in camps. And all these people went along with it. And they're like, Oh, I'm so I hate racist. I would never be racist. Well, if you were in 1955, maybe you would have been because you're the same person that responds to incentives to be mean to the people and to discriminate cruelly against people that that you're you know that the authorities tell you you should and can. And so you know this is this is who they revealed themselves to be, in my opinion. And and but okay, fine. You're you're a totally nutless um, authoritarian, and, you, and and you're spineless, and you're mean to the people that that you think you can get away with being mean to. Fine. But but the, the but the the real uh, icing on the cake is now you're trying to sound edgy by coming out against Mahomes's statement or Carissa Thompson. You know now you're gonna save the venom. You know you were silent. Now now the worst of the worst. You know the, a lot of people weren't like you know saying that. By the way, some people are just quiet. You know didn't say anything. But but now you save your venom for like these like to try to try to have some edge. Oh, I, I've got a following. I gotta I gotta be entertaining. I gotta have an edge. So I'll take it out on Carissa Thompson for making up stories or Patrick Mahomes for because, complaining well, because about their, the rest. It's their field. Like other journalists that were a little bit old, maybe that were even envious of her. I saw a lot of uh, women journalists that were maybe older than Carissa Thompson spitting venom at her. Yeah, you know, you and know. and thank God yeah, it's I, a know. young woman's game. Although uh, Pam Oliver. Uh, 61 years old. I looked it up. I was like, Pam Oliver has been doing this since the eighties. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. I was like, Pam Oliver looks exactly the same to me as she did in the eighties. Beautiful woman. Beautiful I was like, woman. that's my yeah, type of, yeah. that's your type. So oh, yeah. I'm not, I I'm not especially tried to do her, but Older I was women. like, she looks great. And I was like, for her age, I was like, how old she's got to be in her fifties minimum. I'm like, she's 61. So, um, it's, uh, it's mostly a young woman's game, but not for all of them. But, yeah. but we digress. The point is just like, um, I don't know. I, I just, I, people are lost. You know, I, I just, I just feel like people are lost and they just respond like, um, well, they're in, in these it, ways, you know, you remember people have always been the same way. Social media just puts a spotlight on it. That's all. It just illuminates the dark. That That's what social media really I is. I think I was very naive. Like, even though like I, I fancy myself as like open-minded and I try to like understand things. I think I was very naive the extent to which people would go along with incentives. I didn't, I didn't think, you know, regular, you know, your guy who's covering a beat for a sport or something or someone on ESPN would really be, I, I don't know why. I was just sort of like, wow, they're really going along with this. They're really doing what they're told. They're really responding to the authorities. I was, I was a little bit surprised. Well, look back. I would be interested to look back at like articles from sports writers talking about social issues in the forties and fifties, like in baseball, the Jackie Robinson. Well, I, I actually think I, I don't, I haven't looked into it, but I would think that a lot of them, uh, were much more based back then because it wasn't as corporate and journalism wasn't as much of a corporate sort of prestige. Um, when you say based, explain what you mean. Based means, um, you know, willing to like say what you believe to okay. be who you are, principled. to stand up principled, stand up for yourself, stand up for what you believe. And I think that journalists were more like 
really journalists. Like they were like the counter to, I don't, I don't want to like oversell it because I'm sure there's a lot of myths of the great old journalists that were just as nutless right. as they are now. I think we thought politicians were not, weren't corrupt, right? I well, mean, no, we knew they were corrupt, but you know, we thought, oh, it wasn't as bad as now, but it probably right. was. It's we probably just worse. Didn't know. Yeah. They were getting away with more. Right. Although now they just do it in plain sight. So it's hard to say. Right. But, but the point is that I think there, it was less prestigious and you were less, you know, like hobnobbing, like a lot of these like ESPN journalists, they're like friends, they're in the circuit, you know, with like, you know, they're ex-athletes, they're ex, um, they're ex-coaches, they're in the sort of high-end circuit with like the, the owners and the, they're friends with everybody. And so it's a much more high-end prestigious circuit than I think it used yeah. to be. I think journalists were more kind of rumpled, not making that much money. There wasn't the big exposure and, um, and, and I think that they were a little more base. So like, I think some of them might've been more like, Hey, why are we not letting these other people play who deserve to play? I think there was maybe more of that, but they're also obviously scared to lose their jobs too. I'm sure. So yeah. I don't know. So uh, I just want to swing back over to football because we do have some tough lineup decisions. And then we have some other, you know, issues outside of football to talk about too. But by the way, I've gotten a couple people asking uh, about, you know, I'm very proud of my new um, light back there. Chris list, the little uh, multicolor light. It's called nebula. And you can get it on TikTok shop or Amazon, either one. Uh, it's like eight, 10 bucks. Beautiful. If you're, if you do videos and stuff. So Nebula, I, I should get a, a, a link so I can make a dollar or two on each one. There, there are should. people. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to get it, but, but no, I, no, actually you need it though. You need some lighting and atmosphere in your video. I've told you, you know, that cactus, that cactus is dope. Cactus Come is great. That. If you could see it's flushed out by overexposed light behind you. you it's overexposed. The cactus. I think it looks no, no. From mine. The light is over. The light is totally, obviously the outside. Totally. Yeah. For yeah. someone who's I mean, listen, I was about to tell you before when you were going on your Patrick Mahomes, like, you haven't lost your fastball at all. Like, I mean, you are in your your Pico Tani right now, and I uh, might be Belichick. I'm Belichick. I'm losing. No, my, uh, I disagree with that. You so I'm content, signing Sanu. I'm starting Sanu this week. <laughs> you are your content is Pico Tani with a new contract and your atmosphere. I would have got a backloaded on that thing with, you know, you better get some Bitcoin because the inflation's bad on that thing. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. that's one of the issues I have down here. We're going to talk about Otani's inflated contract and the, the deferred payment at the end because I want to do, give people some football. Okay, Chargers. This is where I want to come back to football here. They're starting East and Stick. If you're in a single quarterback league, you're not really thinking about this, but in the Superflex League, you lost Justin Herbert. Man, or... what an adult film star name, East and Stick. That'd be Ooh, a great name. Very good. Uh, uh, <laughs> very good. He's a, a fifth-year player. Uh, he was a running quarterback. Uh, he was um, actually the quarterback that replaced Carson Wentz back at uh, – where, where did he play? Uh, where did Carson Wentz play? Uh, is uh I forget I don't exactly. Know. I'm not. A, I'm not a college guy. Yeah, but you know, it just you know, it was it was another. Anyway, comes into he's he's been okay in the NFL. Hasn't thrown a ton of passes, but now Keenan Allen's not even going to play. Would you play the, of all those backup quarterbacks that are playing like Stick, Nick Mullins, and then let's say Davis Mills plays because those are the three new ones that have come online this week. If can you just Mills rank those? Mills? I just think uh, Mills. No, like, Nico what? Collins either, probably. Yeah, and no uh, Tank Dell. Well, so that we know. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying way. like yeah. Those are the two best receivers. Dalton Schultz uh, back though. Yeah. No Browns playing. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, the Titans give up passing yards. Uh, Mills is to me more of a professional quarterback. And by the way, South Dakota state is where, uh, is where, is that where Wentz went? Oh, okay. That's why I we think, didn't know. I, yeah. I have to, I have to look. Oh, and, North Dakota state, North Dakota yeah, state. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's why we didn't know. Cause it wasn't like yeah, a major. And he came up with that one. That's cool. Right, go ahead. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I would probably go with, with Mills, but I mean, you know, I don't want to go with any of these guys. So, 
uh, you know. No, you have to. I, I have to. I'm in a league where I'm like uh, in the. Okay, well, I'll say Mill, Mills. Yeah, that's the one I got. Because what's funny was everyone bid, the, the, my opponent bid on the other two guys because I lost Herbert. And uh, in the in the projections on like Yahoo, he, he didn't come up, Mills, because CJ Stroud hasn't been ruled out yet. Oh, yeah. So well, that's Mullen, a problem for you if, if CJ Stroud plays. Right, right. True. But, you know, I, I got outbid on the, I had zero dollars. Like I put a right. buck on each of the uh, Mullins right. and Stick. So. Right. Uh, but right, yeah. I mean, I can't. Could, what what would you handicap the? I mean, C.J. Stroud can't play. He's out of his mind if he plays. I mean, it's no brainer that he needs to play uh, for this. They, they're in a playoff hunt, you know. I think it's a no brainer. You know, honestly, that had me when you texted me that it yeah. had me laughing my ass off for like yeah. two days. I don't know why. I I, I still so, like the the stupid puns on on the uh, XM show early on. Jeff and I had this guy Greg Easterbrook. He was kind of a he was a writer for other things, but he's also an ESPN guy. He was a kind of a famous guy. And he had done a lot of work on concussions before it was cool, you know, before like um, Stefania and Will Carroll and all like the fantasy injury experts got on it. He was like writing a book about it or articles about it. And we had a big discussion about it on the show at the end. I was like, yeah, it's kind of a no brainer. He was talking about helmets and he did not laugh. He did uh, not, I dropped it and he's just like, he was like, ha ha. Uh, like, well, those, those guys are not humor yeah, guys. At I know. All, I know. You, know? you could have eaten. He didn't find imagine, it he made, imagine he made a mockery of his own serious topic here. Well, I mean, come on. You got to be able to joke I agree. about You know I mean? I yeah. Do, you know, I, whatever. All right. So, uh, uh, if you're, you're, you're going Mills first, if he plays and then Mullins or stick, which would be your next, um, next choice. Uh, probably Mullins. Cause he has some experience and, and, you know, and Jefferson looks like he's going to play. Um, so, and then stick would be my third, especially without Keenan Allen. Uh, so I got Quentin Johnson in, uh, Johnson in my, uh, oh, by the way, I made the playoffs in the prime time. I told you that. Well, give everyone the explanation to okay, why so, that was a miracle. Oh, so like the prime time, 1700 bucks is my most important league. Prime time is the NFFC. Let's just give them a quick plug. Great NFFC. For- yeah. I always do the NFFC. It's really the only one I play that in the stake league. And so, you know, I, I do my beat Chris list. All those three teams suck. Although I really think I have a good consolation team. I'm going to get serious. Now oh, can you, uh, I don't want to go too far, but if so, if I didn't make the playoffs, I'm in the consolation, but it's so hard. Cause there's like, everybody's in the consolation, but I'm in, the, I should, you're I should in, you're in. My everyone's, everyone's in set your line. The thing that's good is like, since most people have crappy teams, they don't even bother. Oh, right. So like, like at least half the teams aren't even going to set their line. I would so say more than that. I say 65%. Right. Okay. So line. you're only dealing with 35%, but it's still more than made the playoffs. Right. And, but they're all worse teams too. So if you have a good team, like I do, that didn't make it, like I have good players, but they just, for one reason or another, didn't uh, do well for you. Um, it's worth trying, but anyway, uh, but the, the prime time is my big one, right? And 17, I pay for that 1750 bucks. And I won it the last two years, 21 and 22. And I was like, I gotta do three in a row. And I started off one in one in three. And then I totally nutlessly switched out, uh, Purdy for Prescott. Those are my two QBs. One game, and Purdy went bananas. And Prescott had eight points. It was just, it was they were playing the Niners. It was that game, and uh, and I and they turned a win to a loss. I was one in five, and I was dead last in points through five weeks. And I was like, I just blew this. I'm so pissed. And and I did it for like the dumbest reasons. And then I lost the next week by a couple of points. But then I went eight in a row. I didn't get in on record though. I, I got the third highest points. But this last week I was like trailing the guy by sixty or something. And he started Josh Dobbs over Trevor Lawrence because Lawrence was gimpy. He started um, Tyreek Hill, who usually goes off, got hurt a bit, didn't do much. He started Nico Collins, got hurt in the first quarter. I started Evan Ingram in the flex over Kenneth Walker. The last minute, I was like going back and forth. I was like, I just feel Ingram. He's got a hot hand. I'm doing it. 
and I and I got in. So I got eleven hundred bucks for third place, and I'm in the big playoffs. And uh, and now I have Quentin, Quentin Johnson on my team, which is like I've never used them all year. He's a total bust. I got him like the ninth round. Josh Palmer's back, by the way, this week. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. I picked up Palmer, but I dropped him a couple weeks ago. I mean, you know, I don't. Probably both guys are not the answer unless you have to. Right. I, I don't. I have. You know, it would be over Godwin or someone like that, but. Um, but it's just like, you know, with Keenan Allen out and, and Johnson had a good game last week. Um, you and know, he was practicing with Easton stick. He practiced a lot with the I backups. Know, you know, I know that's your, that, that yeah. matters. So, Some, Hey, listen, if you're going for it and you don't think you have a chance, I mean, that's the move. Right? Oh, I have a chance. My team's good. I'm okay. starting with less average points cause I didn't have a great, but I've got, you know, CD lamb and Prescott. I've got Purdy, the Purdy Prescott decisions hard this week. Um, I've got Purdy and, and, you know, going into Arizona and I've got Prescott going into Buffalo. And so I think Prescott on the road outdoors in a bad environment. Uh, I don't like, I don't love it. And I'm stacking with, with CD lamb, but then I'm stacking Purdy with Kittle. And by the way, I didn't pay up for QBs and getting Prescott and Purdy, even though I screwed up the lineup setting a few times, uh, was just fine in the NFFC. All right. Good lead in here to Dak Prescott. You know, we started talking about him coming out of the bye as at, I think it was 35 to one. I put a small one down on him. He's up to plus 150. Brock Purdy is still. It's 150. I, that's it? Plus 150. That's dumb. He should be at least plus 400. I mean, there's other players that could win it. Like, why well, would he if, be plus 150? That's almost you even know. Money. Right. Well, you know. It's well, a rake. Okay. Yeah. It's a rake. Yeah, but I mean, also. If but it's it, an insane rake. It should be like, if the real number is 400 or 350, it should be like 250. Right, yeah, I'm so looking you, at FanDuel's odds. They have them at plus one. FanDuel's stealing from people. Can but I say I'm that on a Roto Wire video? Bet 365, 150. I mean, MGM plus 150. I mean, the, the best odds you're getting are plus 170. And I, let me see what the what sports book this is right here. This is Caesars. Is, that's the best odds right now. Uh, that's terrible. I mean, Purdy could win it. McCaffrey. Purdy's the same odds. So he's actually a little bit small. It's like 175 for Purdy. Right, so Purdy. So they're saying it's only going to be Dak or Purdy at this point. Well, these things change all the time. Because look, okay, I know. So you're locking in 170. That's, I mean, honestly, this is robbery. I mean, I think the real odds for for Dak would be like plus 400 right now, 350 maybe, um, at worst 300. And if then the beats, rake. If he beats Buffalo in Buffalo this weekend, then at 150, then they're underdogs. They're underdogs. You know, I mean, right? That's like, what I'm saying. Then it should be 150. So it's it's only 40 percent chance, 43 percent chance they beat Buffalo. So you're getting 150 on a 43% chance. I mean, and if they lose to Buffalo, it's going to go, you know, it, it should be like 500. So it's, if you do the math, it should be like 350, 300. And so a good rake, a fair rake would be, let's go to, to 50. That's a big, that's a good rake for the book, but they're stealing from people, from dumb people. Like don't well, bet don't. with them. Don't bet. Demand a fair price. Give them profit. They're running a sports book. They have to make money, but don't let them steal from you. Yeah, I mean Tyreek Hill only plus two thousand right now. That should be well, about that's plus. Pretty good. Oh, I, well, plus two thousand is not bad for Hill. Yeah, but it's a wide receiver. But I guess this is the year, right? I mean, there's all these like midwit beat writers who've now been indoctrinated in the stat bro culture, where you're like the quarterback's the most important position. You can't ever give it to someone else, and they don't realize that like, you know, if a quarterback is like is not much better than the tenth best quarterback, if you if you say okay, if Herbert were on the Cowboys and Dak run the Chargers, how different would it be? Then you shouldn't be giving the guy MVP just because he's a quarterback, um, just because, you know, not having a quarterback is much, much worse. So I don't know. May maybe those midwit voters won't see that Tyreek Hill has really put himself, you know, far and away, you know, ahead of the other wide receivers in, in the league this year. 
um, or Christian look, McCaffrey being by far best, the best running back. His best case was look what happened when they took him out of the game last week, right? Or not they when he left the game. Miami's offense just looked like a bottom ten offense without him last week against the Titans, right? And yeah. and that's not even good defense. So, um, but the problem is Hill might be banged up this week, and then his counting totals are going to get hurt, and you know, and then you don't get the record. I mean, I think he has to break the record to get MVP. Um, I think that. Uh, you want sort of Dallas to limp to, you know, not to have like a powerful finish where Dak like asserts himself, you know, Buffalo wins this game, then Josh Allen's going to be in the mix a little bit. Um, But then if the bills blow a game where he makes a couple turnovers, things like that will help Hill. I think 20 to one is a good price though for Hill right now. All right. Uh, You and I have this Zeke Elliott versus Ramondre Stevenson bet. Now, there's you had said in your article, which could be found on realmansports.com that it wasn't, passing touchdowns. So we had, I thought it was total touchdowns. I could be wrong. I trust because you wrote everything down. I didn't. I'm going from memory. Well, I emailed we, you. So I should, we should, uh, I'll, I'll look for the email right now as we're talking. And I could see it both ways because, so I have Zeke Elliott, you have Ramondre Stevenson, most total touchdowns or most rushing touchdowns. It might've been rushing only because I thought that the, the passing favored you. So that was why we did that. But I, I, I think it was you, rushing only because I, I was sort of saying like, because right. you were so, saying like Zeke would steal a lot of rushing touchdowns. Right. That was the no, initial that's argument. Plausible. But in my mind, for some reason, we argued about it. So when I got, I was doing a dance around my house when he had the passing touchdown last week saying, I'm only one behind you. And yeah. then I read your article. I was like, oh, maybe he's right. So if you could look it up while I'm talking through it. So I, anyway, I will look it up. I don't see I, ha- I have Zeke Elliott. You have Ramondre Stevenson. Most whatever touchdowns for the season. And you could say, well, Ramondre's out, even though he's got two more rushing touchdowns than Zeke. But that was part of the bet that I thought Zeke, his superpower is that he doesn't get hurt. Uh, gets a touchdown last week, but it may not count. I'm still two rushing touchdowns behind in our uh, very expensive bet that we have. Yeah, so, no, I think I'm going to win that bet. I think that Zeke... Um, if it's rushing, you probably he down. You definitely will. Because- I mean, not definitely. You got enough games. But Ramondre may be back, you know, and so he may get another one or at least, you know, Get some gold line carries and get stuffed where Zeke, you know, take him away from Zeke. I can't find it, but I will find it. We'll we'll find it. So, anyway, the reason I'm saying here is that Zeke looks like the old Zeke. And if he's going to, he got eight targets last week. I think he had seven catches, something like that. Zeke Elliott, we're talking about lineup decisions. Don't overthink it. I see the consensus ranking on him is like RB20 across like all the mainstream sites. I have him firmly inside the top 12. If I have Zeke Elliott, I'm starting him over Ken Walker. I'm starting him over anyone outside the obvious, right? I mean, if you have Josh Jacobs and he's hurt this week and you have Zeke Elliott on your bench, what are you waiting for here, right? Like Zeke Elliott at this point with this workload, the trust he's going to have, and now the targets. Yeah, he got like number one overall pick target uh, workload last week with 22 carries and seven catches. I mean, that's like, that's what you hope for from Christian McCaffrey. So uh, I, I kind of agree if with top Stevenson 12. out of oh, top 12, he might be top five. I mean, obviously the matchup's not great, but yeah, I'm it's actually you, not bad. They're going to run a lot. You know, they're yeah, going to looking at Jeff's value meter, which can be found on rotowire.com. It can't quite be top five because here's your top five is McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, Kyron Williams, and Bijan. Right. I mean, and, I mean, I love Barkley, right? But like, you know, well, Barkley will get about the same Barkley. workload. Yeah, yeah, I love Barkley, Barkley yeah. but I mean, I mean, Zeke, he had twenty-two and seven last week. Now they were ahead, you know, and against the Chiefs, they'll be behind. That's the oh, other like, thing. Like, look but he may it. get a lot of, he may get a lot of targets. Jeff Erickson. Now again, I, I, I love his. I use his rankings as like my calibrator, but the he, Jeff's in line with the consent. He has Zeke at RB twenty-eight. I, I'm gonna have to give him a call after this because. Yeah. I mean, time to. it's like he has James Cook at eight in his rankings, which fine, but Zeke is right there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I, right. The workload Good. was was 
you know, ideal. Now it was just one week, you know, sometimes the NBA, I'm, I'm doing fantasy basketball. You see someone, you know, score 36, you're like, play 36 minutes. You're like, holy shit. Like I got to pick this guy up in the next game. They play 26 minutes and they score yeah, seven. But, and you're like, Oh it's yeah. Zeke. It's not, yeah, but it's not some guy off the bench though. It's this is Zeke Elliott. Yeah. He's the only running back on a team that wants to run with Bailey yeah. Zappi. They didn't you know. give anyone else a carry by the way, right. that game. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like Belichick not, gives zero Fs too. He doesn't care at all. Right. This is not some seventh guy that got hot in, in, yeah. uh, in a random basketball yeah. game. By the way, did you watch any of the play in tournament? Did you enjoy it? Did you know feeling on it? Uh, I don't understand. I, I thought it didn't count maybe for NFFC. No. I, I didn't count oh. or something because I like left a guy on the bench. I was like, wait, it said he only had two games and I was really pissed. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, I don't see me moving in the standings at all. I don't know. I, I don't really get it. What, what's the point of it? I didn't understand it. it well, the point is eventually so what I is to sell a sponsorship eventually. Now, I know that's not talked about a lot. Pfizer, but, they should get Pfizer involved. <laughs> so what they want to do is they want to build this product to be a brand so people care about it, obviously, more in-season. But yes, but the idea is to break this off and sell it to one of the streamers. So, okay, so you're watching NBA normally on TNT, ESPN, or one of the networks on Sunday, but the play-in tournament, the Vegas portion only, would be available, say, like on Apple. You know, when they sell yeah, they but break why? Off. But why? But who cares? Like, why? why do you care about this tournament? Well, they they have to make people care about it, but first they well, have. Why to, would you care about it? I mean, like there's because, like the NBA playoffs, which people care about, right? Well, it's it's a manufactured playoffs because it's NCA. Again, I didn't care about it, but I think the idea was to create. They're looking well, at the NCAA. What do you win? What does the team win? Five hundred thousand dollars per player. That's something. Yeah, you know. Yep. So and the Lakers all got five hundred k each. For yeah, winning? each player. Now, does LeBron James' five hundred k matter? No, but. LeBron is working on legacy. He was the first ever MVP of the in-season tournament. That matters to him more than the 500K. But yeah, like, you know, I mean, who doesn't want... 500K is like a sick add-on to your house or, or, or a boat or a car or something. I mean, or it's a kid's college fund for four years. It's something, right? Yeah, no, I mean, for like a regular person, 500K matters. I'm sure for the 12th guy on the team, it matters. Yeah, but, but even for the seventh guy who's got a $4 million contract and has to, it only takes home two mil, you know? Right. No, that's true. I mean, 25% of your salary. Like, I don't know. I understand. It's like, don't they have that in soccer? Like they have these weird, like, like champions league tournaments, like during the season, there's like the, I don't really understand soccer, but it's like the premier league, like all those guys will play in the premier league, but then suddenly they'll play against each other, like different leagues, championship league. Right. And that's different from like the world cup and all the, you know, the national teams. So they have all these different ways to monetize and get people into it. Maybe it'll work like that. But I think they should do they should do uh, a Champions League. So instead of doing the stupid tournament with the NBA, they're already going to play each other, the same exact teams in the playoffs. Why not get these international teams involved? So you get the best team from like you know Greece or you know or Spain or whatever. And they'll get they'll probably lose, but it's one game, right? Like they could beat an NBA team in one game, maybe NCAA you know? tournament. That's what I mean. Like get get some international teams. And make it like the Champions League or something like right. that. I, yeah, I mean that. I love that idea too. But the idea is to promote the NBA, break it off as a separate streaming deal, yada yada. I um, don't know. It's like, I it's like go... you can't have two tournaments with the same exact teams in the same year. Like it'd be like, oh, there's a Super Bowl, right? But then, like, say week five, there was like a, a, a semifinals where like the best four teams got in and had a, a separate football Super Bowl that they got paid money. You'd be like, this is stupid. We already have the Super Bowl. Well, here's the answer that I that I put forward is that, and again, this is then we'll get back to football here, is that use the instead of counting just wins and losses in the NBA, do what hockey does, use points. Right. So, you know, a win is worth like I forget in hockey is it worth two, two points, right? Yeah, like ties loss, one. loss zero ties one, right? So in 
in the tournament. Those are worth two. Like each win is worth three points, so you make right. the wins worth more. That's all I could imagine, you know. But then right, you have then to you're double everything. counting. Then you're kind of double counting too because you're like, oh, we won the tournament. Well, of course you won the regular season because you got those double wins that double yeah. counted. But you could also make the finals count as like four wins or something. I mean, you know? we get crazy here. Like you could say, like, hey, if you beat someone in your division, it's worth four points. If you beat yeah. someone in your conference, or like you know. if you lose in the first round, they got to execute somebody on the team. It could be anyone <laughs> they want, you know. Could or you the twelve man. Yes, you have to trade. You have to trade someone on your team. You have to sell them to another to the team. I mean, you can get crazy. This is you like gotta you gotta switch sports. You gotta go play <laughs> uh, play an NFL game. If you lose, you gotta play the NFL. If you win, you play golf against some golfers. Yeah. So that's the thing. The losing team's gotta go play an NFL game in the this in the is, freezing cold. This is how basketball was invented by you know like yeah. when they were just probably super high thinking super different. super baked yeah, yeah totally. super baked all right I want to get back to the Raiders Vikings almost zero zero game oh, it's so disappointing. Go ahead. I want it a zero zero. I mean, why not? It's Me cool. Too. First you time know? it would have been since 1940 something. There was a zero zero tie. I mean, I got into the playoffs because someone started Josh Dobbs and I didn't think Josh Dobbs was a terrible start before that against the Raiders, Justin Jefferson back now. Jefferson exits like right away um, and made a couple plays. Like he, he might've had a huge day and they might've scored if they had Jeff, Justin Jefferson, but it was too bad. They had to score. Um, I love, by the way, I had the Raiders plus three and a half in my pool, which I won that, got the first place. It was a great week for me. Got in the playoffs, won 140 is a double week. Plus I'm in first place now in the picking pool. And I had the Raiders plus three and a half and the Vikings are up three and they're in field goal range with like, I don't know, 30 seconds left. And the field goal kicker punts. And it was totally the right call because by the time there's like 20 seconds left, by the time the punt rolled out, it wasn't even a good punt. They returned it and whatever. Uh, there were seven seconds left. So, so they couldn't have, um, had time to kick a field goal anyway. So going up six when they needed a touchdown any, either way made no difference from three. You're going to lose anyway with the touchdown, whether you're up six or three. It was, a, it was a very good call. It was a cool idea for the kicker to punt. And I covered the spread because of it. It was amazing. Yeah. I uh, Justin Jefferson, man, he, he's he's been one of the worst first picks in a long time. Jonathan he, Taylor the year before. Yeah. Yeah, at least though Taylor didn't. You knew he was out. I mean, this one you put him back in, he gets another zero. And usually with a wide receiver, you feel like you have some stability. And it's just you know he. It's so funny because he was the consensus first pick. Like I, this was the most consensus pick I've seen in a while. Maybe JT was the first consensus. You're right about that one. But no, no one was taking Jamar Chase. Very few teams. And then McCaffrey was like two or three. Some um, people think McC whoever took McCaffrey won. That's the guy who, yes. who knows what he's talking about. By the oh, way, it just, it just got lucky. I I had some bad teams this year, but I was really right to pick in the back, right? Like I was I got like CD Lamb. Yeah, I didn't get Amon Ra. I got him in my stake league. But um and he had a dud finally. But you know, AJ Brown, Lamb, yeah. that was kind of like the guys. The I guess Tyreek. I mean, Tyreek and McCaffrey were the picks. Um and then and then after that it was CD and you know and 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 then Amon Ra probably after that and AJ Brown. Uh, let's let's do a next year's draft very quickly then, right? Like because you had me thinking about this. Like let's just do the first round. If you have the first pick, it's obviously McCaffrey, right? So I would just. I mean, he's going to be an, yet another year older. I mean, you know, I don't know. Well, no, I, you're on I, the clock. You're on the you, clock. Right, right now I'm on the clock. Um, Justin Jefferson. You're still okay. What if Kirk Cousins so. isn't ready to begin the well, season? We don't know. We got to pick now, right? We're picking right. now. I'm on the clock. I don't have I don't have information of how healthy right. Jefferson's going to play this week. So I'll take Jefferson one. All right. All right. Then I would take McCaffrey at two. Okay. Take a 29 year old running back. Sure. Good pick. 28. 29 next year. Let me look this up. Or maybe it'll be 28. Uh, 
And then third round, third pick, um, I probably still take, uh, I'll take CeeDee Lamb third. I didn't. I mean, Tyree Kill then is fourth, right? Yeah, but Tyree Kill's getting older too. You yeah. Know? So McCaffrey will be 28 in June. Just so oh, you know. okay, okay. He's not that old, but he's got a lot of mileage. Okay, you take McCaffrey. I'll take CD at three. Okay. You and, take a uh, Hill at four. Yep. Okay. Fifth pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not thinking this through entirely, but yeah. I'll just take AJ Brown. Okay. Um, I think Jamar Chase is the sixth pick, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Burrow should be back. Okay. You could take Chase, you know, third even. I forgot right. about it. I mean, so this top six in any order, basically. Right. And then Amon Ra will probably go seven or so. I mean, you know, the, all the guys who were like locked in. I don't think you take a running back yet. I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, you take Brees Hall yet. Well, you take anything. Raheem Mostert right here, right? By the way, how's your <laughs> Raheem Mostert for Justin Jefferson trade working out? Uh, it's funny enough, I missed the playoffs, but it's uh, I missed it. I, I had the most points of the non-playoff teams. Yeah. I just caught a couple bad, like I caught the Mike Evans dud last week. Right. But yeah, obviously that was that's what even got me back in it. I lost Justin Jefferson for people were were killing me for that one, but it obviously worked out great. All right, so let's think about this though, because okay, but but now you know around you know you got to start thinking Garrett Wilson, you know, because they're not going to have Zach Wilson, and Garrett Wilson still was okay. I, I think he's going to be like first round pick still. Wow, this is really ugly already. You don't want to take any of these guys in the first round, right? Like, I, I would take not... Garrett Wilson in the first round. Okay, yeah, there, yes, but we're not taking like Kelsey or Sam Laporta in the first round. No, no, no chance, no chance. Right, and no quarterback. It just you can't. No do way, it. no way. Right. All right, so then uh, those... you got to start looking at running backs. You start got to look Brees at the Hall. ETN, uh, Brees Hall, ETN. Yeah. So Garrett oh. Wilson, and Brees Hall. If Aaron Rodgers is back, go at like not eight and nine. Jeez. Oh, and then Bijan Robinson, 10, oh, right? Bijan probably before those guys. Right, okay. So we're just, again, forget draft. We're just kind of gaming. I would actually put Bijan like fifth or sixth probably. I don't know. Ahead of Chase? Uh, I don't know. I Maybe ahead of, I, I, in that mix. I, I don't trust Arthur Smith, but I think he learned his lesson. All right, and how about uh, Kyron Williams if the team stays as is? Um, or Cooper yeah, Cup? second no. round. I can't do Cup. I think yeah. Naku is ahead of Cup. I'm starting to come around on that. Okay, all right. Cup's going to be 30, 31. I mean, I think it's, I think he's, you don't buy back in the cup now. Wow. This is, you, you want an earlier pick in next year's draft. You, because you just, it, cause it's all equal now. You know, yeah. Devontae Adams, these guys, you don't know, you know, what he's going to be. Uh, no, no, no. What if he's a jet next year? Let's just go for that. Now, this Garrett Wilson falls out of the first round. Yeah. I, I would take those guys at the turn and take Rogers in like the fifth or sixth or something. Right. You know, not the sixth, but like the eighth. I mean, that, that would be a Rogers. Cool... Rogers will go QB 20 next yeah. year. But I'm saying, like, well, not if he has Adams and, and Wilson, right. I, don't, I don't think. But that would be a fun. But we don't know if Rodgers can still play yet. I mean, he's going to be 40 and right. coming off his Achilles. I mean, we don't really know. Uh, Stefan uh, Diggs will probably still. Oh, Diggs. I forgot. Diggs will be a first rounder. All yeah. right. So we got our first round, more or less. Yeah. More or less. And then, then the running back, it'll, you know, the running backs will be really interesting because, you know, guys like Kenny Walker doesn't catch many passes. Charbonnet's there. Um, you know, the, the Gibbs. others, Gibbs, but David Montgomery's still going to be there probably. And, Swift. Take goal lines. Barkley. No, no, no way Swift. Barkley, is it going to be old, you know, and a lot of workload? He's I not going to be old, Barkley. He'll be 20. He'll be j freshly 27 and probably in a better situation. Yeah, but he's got some mileage. I mean, yeah, I would I would take Barkley the same place, the one-two turn, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All um, right. All right. It's very, it's going to be interesting. So, and then as all, and then is Eckler? No way. I think, right? he, I think he's done. I think he's like round five, you know, like just like a, a chain. Oh, A-Chain's going to be round three, round two. Yeah. Round two, round two. Somebody's going to, all, all the people are like, oh, this is how you win your league, you know, all that kind of I stuff. I mean, A-Chain, you know, I mean, Mostert doesn't weigh very much either. He's got 18 touchdowns so far. Yep. 
Oh, okay. No, that's interesting. You know what? We'll do an episode next week. Let's just do a quick promotion here. Uh, Chris Liss and I will be subbing in on the Rotowire Wednesday rankings podcast, but you know, we'll talk a few, just like how we did here. Uh, it'll be Wednesday at 9.30 a.m., same time, and let's actually do a two-round draft in that thing, right? Fine. So I'll we, actually like prepare. I'll yeah, do me, like too. me too. Me yeah. too. We'll do like a real two-round draft, because that'll also be a clippable video. I could post it online, and you know, people like that kind of stuff. I like Dallas kicker, you know, into round two. Aubrey, right. All right, so Let's just talk about what's going on over at Real Band Sports over the next few weeks at the end of the season and also for the for the playoffs. Yeah, so realmansports.com. You can subscribe for free. You can just get a free, and I've been sending out most of the stuff free now because it's late in the year. Um, I'm going to do the team I wish I had drafted. Uh, Explain soon. what that is. So every year I go back and I do a fake draft. You know, I, I Knowing what I know now, who would I take? But you think, oh, I'm not going to take Christian McCaffrey in the first round. I'm going to take Raheem Mostert in the first round, or I'm going to take um, Sam Laporta. And then people will be like, are you out of your mind? I'll be like, okay, let's side bet. How much you want to bet on this team, on this league? Oh, whatever you want. You took Sam Laporta in the first, you know, I got, you know, I'm lucky. I got Austin Eckler, you know, but okay, I'll we'll do 500, you know, and then second round, I'll be like, all right, I'll take Alvin Kamara. Why did he suspended? How can you take out, you know, I'll take Rashad White in the third round. Like, we'll see how it goes. And I keep betting. So I do a, a thing like that. And this is going to be the easiest year ever to put that team together that's definitely going to win. I'm going to write that. I'm going to uh, grade my uh, bold preseason predictions. I don't remember what they are, but I'm pretty sure some of them are very wrong. Uh, I hope some of them are right, but I haven't looked. You got at least uh, one right because the last one is always uh, one, one of these. All these predictions will not be right. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that always ensures that I don't get them all right, but I'm willing to take the chances they're all like getting them all right would be like guessing someone's private Bitcoin key. It's very hard to get them all right. Um, and so I'm going to have that. I'm going to start talking a little baseball. I'm starting to make my baseball cheat sheet from scratch. I have a whole methodology to that. And I'm still doing basketball with Sasha. That team is 19th overall out of like 270 teams or however many there are. So it's still doing well. Love it. All right. And then what uh, you haven't, as of uh, you, I didn't, I looked this morning, you didn't post the Chrysalis podcast yet. Did, did you do one this week? And when is it? Posted? I did actually record it. I just haven't posted it because I had to run to get a haircut. Uh, and then I, you know, I've been running around all day, Alan. I had to run back here to do this podcast. In fact, well, sorry to inconvenience you. We only have the appointment every week at the same time. <laughs> I know. So. I know. I cut it close and then, you know, it ran on a bit. So yeah, I had to, yeah. I had to hurry. What, uh, what's the main topic on this week's Chrysalis podcast? Um, well, the main, there's a couple of main topics. One is actually how I made the playoffs by really relying on my own judgment and not, uh, going to like other things and just like vowing to just be wrong for myself. Like I got this wrong. I'm the one who got it wrong. I'm okay with that. And as soon as I made that decision after the Purdy Dak disaster, everything turned around for me. So that, that, and then I talked about, um, so oh, the, the, all the Harvard stuff and how it's kind of like Carissa Thompson, you know, it's like, they're like, oh, the Harvard president plagiarized. That's so horrible. And I'm like, well, I don't like that. She's a hypocrite, but the, don't, don't knock her on the plagiarism. I support the plagiarism when you're doing bullshit subjects, you may as well plagiarize. Just like if you're Carissa Thompson, you know, if you're doing real journalism, don't make up stuff. If you're doing real scholarship, don't plagiarize. But if you're just doing like uh, ideological wokeness, uh, go ahead, knock yourself out. You know, it's all, right. it's all copy and paste all anyway. Fiction anyway, right? It's all, it's all like preposterous. It's like, it, I, I compared it to professional wrestling. Like if Hulk Hogan's on steroids, you don't really care, right? It's not like, oh, Barry Bonds <laughs> cheated. Like, Hulk, Hulk Hogan cheated. He's on steroids. You're like, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's fake, right? Wrestling's fake. So it's okay that he's cheating on a fake thing. She cheated. She plagiarized in a fake subject for a fake endeavor for a fake institution 
um, in a fake society uh, for a fake uh, ideology that people are, especially in the sports industry, like, oh, that's totally true. You know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal should play in uh, women's uh, under 14 basketball. Great idea. You I know? hated when uh, Iron Sheik cheated by using those loaded boots. You know? Oh, I, that was really unfair. It was he terrible. curled boots at the end. Yeah. The little, but you the know, little... Hogan, he had to be, I'm not, you know, I don't have proof, you know. I don't he's know if he's, a, but well, Hogan, he's admitted Hogan it. No, no, like he's admitted it. He's admitted I mean, he looked roided to the gills, you know. I yeah. mean, Balco, whatever. So who, who was your favorite old school wrestler of all time? I didn't really have a favorite, you know. I remember, I mean, I liked, I liked the Iron Sheik a little bit because yes. everyone hated him. Um, I used to know, love when Sheik and Nikolai Volkov would um would start singing the like Iranian and, and Russian anthem, and people start throwing stuff, get all pissed. Uh, USA, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. the best. Uh, they're I mean, the best. He, they're the best heels of all time. Those two. Those are good. You know, I liked. Uh, there's this guy Abdullah the Butcher. They would yep. break out every once in a while, and he looked like he looked like the guy. Uh, he was a Yule from uh, Breaking Bad, kind of. Yeah. You know, he just was like this big, fat, hard-looking guy, like. There, there was just like some weird characters, you know. Those My, guys would eat the ring. Who are the guys who would eat? George the, ring? the Animal Steel. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just like I, I didn't really root for anybody. You know, there's Paul Orndorff. I didn't like him. You didn't like Orndorff. Uh, so no, a couple, was, a couple I, of I the really guys. Do uh, you remember Ivan Putsky, the Polish power? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, I was. You know, he's a hammer, but. I have a good, um, do you remember the Brooklyn Brawler? I have a good Brooklyn Brawler story. Very quick. We went to, it was, you know, he was, a, again, a ham and egger, not a popular guy. But we were uh, sitting, like, where the wrestlers come in one time for, like, someone's birthday. And my um, my buddy gave Brooklyn Brawler the finger, and he hocked a loogie on his face. <laughs> the Brooklyn Brawler hocked a loogie in your yeah. Oh, my God. That's hardcore. That's oh, hardcore. very hardcore. That's a, very... Well, there's a theory. We got to go, I know, about yeah, yeah. wrestling. It's called kayfabe, which yeah. is basically like, is it real or is it fake? Like when they're, they pick up the mic and be like, he's a coward and I'm going to hunt him. You know, it's acting, but they really hate that guy, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like it's really a, like they really sort of hate each other, right. right? And they're really sort of fighting, but it's not really, but they sort of hate each other. And how like that concept of like you're sort of fighting, but you're sort of not fighting explains like so much in society, like Democrats, Republicans, like this big stage where like they sort of really hate each other. They're sort of fighting, but they're not really it's just like an act. But it it's is theater. what it isn't. It's political it's theater, theater, but yeah. it is like there's some reality and you can never tell how much reality is to it. And this one guy suggested that a lot of wars, even though there's obviously real victims, is kayfabe between the two ruling classes that like have different investments and they're mm. riling things up, like pretending there's real death, you know, but there's, it's like this, I don't know. It's a very fascinating, uh, it was an article. I like it. Google the article about it, but it's, uh, it's interesting. Okay. If you want to get a peek behind Rotowire's paywall, rotowire.com forward slash pod or forward slash try rotowire.com forward slash try put in your email paywall unlocks. Chris, listen, I'll be back next Wednesday. If you like the live show, if you listen on repeat, then doesn't matter when you listen, but at 9.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, Wednesday, uh, doing another podcast. All right, everybody, good luck in your fantasy playoffs. Do you have any normal non-NFFC playoffs that you're in? No, I only have one league. Well, I have two. I have a keeper league that I'm punting, and then I have the stake league, which I'm a self-buyer. Unfortunately, Erickson is, adult, is in big trouble. He's going to be shelling out a lot of money for stakes. I know but, you don't want to get in any more leagues, but I am going to – I'm going to put some peer pressure, in, which, by the way, is, is like – it's it doesn't even work on you peer pressure but i'm it's the opposite it's the opposite i know i know but I, i'm gonna appeal to your emotional side to get you in one league next year um but we'll see listen i may not even carry you from now you i'll get you to quit that league i uh, will see <laughs>
<laughs> it's my Don't only thing. Just quit. Just quit. I'm the commissioner, That's man. Stupid. Just quit. Hand it off. It's a headache uh, you don't need. Um, I'm gonna be in in cutback mode of uh, of some leagues. This was yeah. this was the worst ever. I'm not doing any new startup dynasty leagues this year. I'm I'm gonna have to cut back. I, I it's terrible. It's this is like it's so just say choking. no. Just say no. You know. Well, I'm you already lose in the, You lose the you lose the enjoyment of it. I mean, yes. My the amount of leagues I have four leagues plus the stake league and this keeper league that I my team's horrible. I don't really care. Yeah. That's perfect. It's like well, let I me just, ask you this: If yeah. I just joined a dynasty league, let's say like this past year, and I've you know. Is it bad just to walk away that fake year? your own death, you know, because that way no one will be mad at you. Fake your own yeah. death. You know? yeah, Anthony said he's going mostly FFPC. They're good, too. I, we're NFFC guys, but we love the FFPC, too. They have a great contest. So, all right, everybody, we'll see you next week on Wednesday at 930. If you like live or on the Rotowire podcast feed or, of course, uh, if you subscribe to Chris Liss's Substack or RealManSports.com, you get it right to your email box. We'll see you next week.